You're listening to Seen the Sequel, the movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, we are talking about 1979's American cult classic, The Warriors, directed by Walter Hill, starring Michael Beck and James Remar. And, as ever, alongside me, three men, I'll shut that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. I've got Al, I've got Joe, and I've got John. Welcome back, guys. In this episode, we are talking about The Warriors. And as regular listeners will know, we're going to discuss the film, and then we've got to come up with a sequel. We're going to talk about the plot, we're going to cast it, we're going to name it, we're going to assign a director to it, and someone at the end has to do the all-important pitch. Is it going to make the cut? Well, uh, we've picked a cult classic, which I couldn't be happier about, The Warriors. Who wants to kick things off? Uh, 1979, Al, let's go to you. The Warriors. Great stuff, Al. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know what? The Warriors, it's like it's there. Everyone loves the stylization of it, the image of it, the feel of it. It's just been around for a long time. You know, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's part of the, it's just part of that, you know, cut New York cult film sort of um, identity. I, you know, I'm pretty indifferent to it though when you scratch beneath the surface. I really am. I'm like, it's all right. So I, I don't find it that good. I like, you know, my favourite bit of it's probably the opening shot of the Wonder Wheel, just because it's like, when it starts, you're like, oh yeah, Warriors, fuck yeah. And then like you get the Subway sort of opening title sequence and you're like, fuck yes, this is awesome. And then it's not that, and then it's not that good. Do you know and what then, I mean? And it's, then the movie starts. Yeah, it's just... Oi, kind of- oi, oi. Do, do you think though, Al, that you are now tainted with the high octane rush of 90s and the come down we have now so when you look back at a slower paced film like this it it's harder to keep up no no i don't think so at all because there's so much cinema of that era that i love i just think it's tension building wise i find it sort of falls quite flat throughout i think um like of all the jewels of all the of all the sort of um you know confrontations they have in it i think probably my favorite one's the um because i like i thought the actor was great was the orphans you know it means mm. the sort of shitty gang mm. where they pick up the chick i think um that was a pretty good sequence because it takes so long and stuff but everything else i'm um, yeah mm. the union yeah cause let's put it like this the union square station sequence with like the roller skates dungarees guys sort of towards the end Great sort of start around the state, and you're like, right, great, we're gonna have this really cool fucking subway station fight, and it ends up with a pretty shitty scrap in a toilet. What about <laughs> though? Because you're you love. I mean, I think one of the things we share about maybe is New York captured in celluloid over the years through varying different films and, and characters. I think it captures that well. Yeah, enjoyed enjoyed the um, in totally absolutely enjoyed New York by night, and they obviously did. You know, absolutely. Um, it feels quite quiet. Did you agree on that? Do you know what I mean? Like they, they, they've closed, they've closed off the streets to shoot it's on them. It's not Saturday Night Fever, is it? They, they, yeah. have, they haven't, you know, the, the city that never sleeps. Not according, not according to the Warriors. <laughs> All right, man, nice one, uh, John. I'm going to go to you. What do you think about the Warriors? Um, yeah, I like it. I don't love it either. Um, this is only the third time I've seen it, I think. And like, I saw it for the first time a very long time ago. I was like 16 or 17, probably. Um, it's kind of it's, it's I don't know like it's it's tone is odd isn't it like it's really cheesy in it kind of but it does work um, 
But yeah, like everything's just dialed up to a million, isn't it? Um, in this really weird sort of almost like music video, musical kind of kind of way. Um, I always sort of saw it as a musical. I saw it, it was kind of like less like a musical this time. Um, it's cool though. Like I like the baseball gang, especially. I just like the way that they look. Like they just look freaking cool. Terrifying. Do you think it it's, would be terrifying think- if you saw him, wouldn't it? That would be that would fuck you up, yeah. If you're walking through Central Park and those bastards rocked up, I, do you think the musical thing comes from um, like I don't know West Side Story or something like that? Yeah, do maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. And the fact, yeah, yeah. And there's like you know, obviously the the, the different gangs and they've got their like their vibe and their it's very showy, isn't it? It's almost uh, yeah. it's like Rocky Horror, right? Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. All right. Okay, John, if you had to score it out of 10, what would you give it now? Oh, are we doing this 10 out of 10 thing now? Um, I, don't I don't know. Seven, seven out of 10, seven, seven, seven and a half out of 10. Okay. Well, I'm going to go over to Joe now because uh, I'm really interested in what you think about this, Joe. I really, really enjoyed watching it again. I thought it was fucking awesome. It's so it's so fun, and and I, I get what you mean, Al, about like maybe it doesn't live up to the opening sequence, but that opening sequence is astonishingly cool. Uh, with the, you know going along the subway tracks with that music, that music is fucking amazing. It's so it's you so should, cool. You- uses like a lot of different sort of type fonts as well it's not just the spray paint thing do you know what i mean it goes it goes through various things yeah it's very really really cool um it it is you know it's ridiculously uh dated um and like kind of weird and campy and uh cheesy um you know they look let's face it they look ridiculous You know, it like some it, of the gangs that, are amazing, that, that aren't is, they? Yeah, I mean, but but I love, I, I, I you know, and I, I love uh, like some of the bits that you picked out as being not that you know cool. Al, like the the quietness, I thought was so cool. Like as in, until you see the uh, like prom uh, couples getting on the subway, you don't see like anyone outside of gangs. Or police in the whole film, yeah, um, even though it's like all across New York, and I think that's really, really cool. It's almost like timeless. It's uh, it's almost like it's other world. You know, it's another world. It's not. I, it doesn't. Re- you, know, you almost don't think it's. Well, it, I, I it, wonder, it's within like to create, the universe to, that we live in. It's a creative decision, isn't it? Like the you know what I love about New York shooting, like we were saying, that that's why I sort of took the piss out of a little bit. It's like one of the one of the most underrated New York location shoots. I think is Die Hard with a Vengeance. It's just unbelievable. The city is like alive throughout that. And they, then they, not only that, they put mm. high concept action sequences into that world. This is almost deliberately deserted, maybe sort of as a creative decision to say, this is a secret underground society of gangs yeah. that's, hap- that's happening all the time. So it's just in that world. And therefore we're not going to show you the real world around it. Really, yeah, kind yeah, really of- cool. That's what I was thinking when, um, <clears throat> when you were talking. Yeah, exactly. Surely it's to show that these people live in a completely different universe, like, you know, they're busy and they're seeing everyone, and just, um, but, but they're not with you, you know, they're, they are not the normal person on the street. They are, they're almost, I don't know, it's like the secret, the secret world of rats in the city almost, you know, yeah. they're just living yeah. there all the time. Uh, I, I, I like, yeah, and I guess bringing in the, the, the prom people to look down on them, right? They look them up and down, they look at the dirty feet. Uh, and they look down on them. These these are the people that, that normal or well, you know, quote normal society like don't see or ignore generally or avoid. 
So yeah, I think that's really cool. Uh, I love I love all the different gangs and and down to like the end credit scroll where where it breaks everyone in the movie down like it you know it builds them as cast by the gangs and yeah. I think that's so cool. Uh, I think it's really fun. Um, Can we talk about Michael Beck? as a lead because I really loved him in this and I'm really surprised that he didn't go on to much bigger and better things let's let's just discuss he did Xanadu straight after which I guess probably would have been his his catapult up to be the the break after of the Warriors what did you think of him uh I didn't think anyone in this film like was good at acting at all thanks Joe all right good I thought they were it was, it's it's really like generally, it's really poor performances from everyone in the film, but it's but really? but but yeah, it's it's super cheesy and and kind of weird. Um, but but that and and the dialogue's like you know pretty terrible. Uh, but but, it, but that's part of its charm for me. I guess Beck was charismatic enough, I guess, to be that kind of ice. You know, the ice. He's chiselled. The ice he looks good. Yeah, the ice cool lead. I'm, I know what you mean though. Like not all the warriors even like feel rounded or you know really really. Um, Makes me laugh when they, you know when they've um, the, the three of them have have been with the, the the women in that that place and they and they're all getting it on. Then suddenly the women turn on them and they they leg it out and one of them gets his arm cut. Worst gunshots ever! Like no one can shoot a gun in this film because all the bullets just seem to miss. Sorry, I've got. But it works apart from when the first it works. It works when yeah, it, apart from the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> apart from the, the crucial first one. But yeah, but it cuts to the, like the slow mo as they're smashing out the doors and stuff. All those slow mo shots work really well. But then, like they're all there, like looking at his arm when they get into the little alleyway, and they all look really scared. They're like, "Oh yeah. my god, he cut! They cut me! They cut me!" And I'm like, "I'm never a mind you, the gun. I'm never like, mind you, the gun." Yeah. <laughs> but isn't this what you do? You are the gangs. You are the warriors. And then, like as soon as someone gets their arm cut, you're like, "Oh god!" But I guess <laughs> what you're all saying is, it's the sum of all of its parts equals cult classic. You can instantly see. It's kitsch, it's a cliche, the dialogue might not be too great, the music's amazing, it's shot well, right year, you know, it's a bit of a sleeper. I, I, you can see why it's a cult yeah. favourite, right? So Absolutely. Here we are. What happens next? Because there is um, a small short, and I think it was done by Rolling Stone on YouTube, called Warriors The Last Tube. Uh, and it's not an official film, but they did get together, the surviving cast, to do one last... Um, journey uh, out to the island so i think we can discount that because it was just a sort of for a rolling stone fan favorite sort of thing so who wants to pick things up with well, uh, and and no one's seen it no never heard of it nor has anyone listened <laughs> oh, to it right. so you three haven't heard of it therefore not important all right but my factual information with our listeners uh yeah it's not that great right who wants to do you want to kick it off our warriors too i don't know i think um Look, I want to get the waistcoats back and I want to get it sort of, I want, I want, I want, I want modern day New York somehow. A silent one? Deserted New York again? A deserted New York, flooded New York, if you... Um, oh, should we do a flood? Should we do the flood in New York? Keep on, well, to- on topic. Some, some sort of post-ish, you know, thing, event, does make good for a gang dystopian film where people have to survive, where people gather together in gangs just to survive an event, whether that's climatic, that's, that's quite a good angle. I don't think we should go like, you know, on the anniversary of 9-11, in the, after, no. in, in the wake of 9-11, the warriors rose. But flooding, flooding <laughs> is, a, is a great angle, I think, because people have to survive. We're actually going to use reality to, to write this. So, well, so New, 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 York, New York is flooded <laughs> and out the waters 
come the aquas the, the aqua warriors <laughs> brilliant okay uh, that's, that's your idea is that's, it that's yeah apparently is that's that my idea, idea. <laughs> <laughs> sorry mate you got anything more to add or should we should we pass the no, torch no no let, no let's move on all right well john there you go you started it there uh, I mean, if we're really pushed, I suppose that could be what we do, I suppose, isn't it? Um, I don't have anything better, though. Are there, are there, is it still going to be, um, is it still going to be gang warfare? Or is it going to be like, you know, the warrior or the gangs are showing that they're good for society by helping people in the flood or whatever? This is awful, guys. <laughs> Come on, Joseph. Awful, right. Okay. Your money, your mouth well, I don't have, I don't have much, but I got better than that, which is I thought watching it, I thought this like a, a follow-up or a sequel or a part two or whatever is a like it it's the output of the Netflix algorithm waiting to happen. They're probably developing it right now, like as a as a Netflix film, Warriors 2. Um set I I thought I thought the idea of setting it modern day is uh, awful. Um, you want to? I think you want to go back and and have it set very soon after the first film, as in it's set. And and I thought what would be cool and very Netflixy would be uh, you you film it in the same style. It has the exact same like look, feel, uh, editing techniques, dialogue, costume. Like it's it's all as if it were filmed back then. Uh, you know, nineteen eighty sequel to the warriors obviously maybe the problem of recasting but that's that's um that was my thought of i, I think you're approaches. i think you're right it's very realistic because it, it doesn't even have to be exactly the same like all you need to look at is stranger things right and that's and it would be sort of a retro fied mm. like the same way that is um apart mm. from it's set it you know it's Oh no, Strange Things is is period anyway, isn't it? So like, yeah, be, yeah, be, kind be, of is, but that. it's like it follows as well, where it you know that it's retro, but you can't pinpoint where and how. I think it's a good idea, Joe. Okay, so you want to set it soon after the first film? Yeah, and I think I think my my um what what I really love about the first film, which I didn't cover earlier actually, is is just the simplicity of well, first first of all, it's an hour and a half. Big fan, big fan of a ninety minute film, and. Also, the simplicity of the story, right? They, they get framed at the beginning, right at the beginning. Uh, and then they have to get back to Coney Island from across the city. And it's as simple as... And all the other gangs are after them. It's as simple as that. And I think there, there is a, another... Like, you just tell another really simple story like that uh, in the same universe, same world um, as that. I mean, the thing, the whole point about the first film is, is that the leader of the Riffs wants to pull all the gangs together control them and dominate the city. That's the whole point, isn't it? And then one of the gangs shoots them and then the film kicks off. So the, the riffs come into the film at the end to take their revenge on that. The warriors come out to play. So he's dead, but the riffs always seem to be the, the big gang, the sort of controlling gang of the city, possibly linked to the radio station. So I think that, you know, whatever we do with, with our sequel, they need to play a part. Yeah, the radio station needs to play a part. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because the Warriors are just small time, aren't they? And you're constantly reminded of that again and again and again. They're nowhere close to the most powerful gang mm. in the city. Like, not they're not even as powerful as some of the other gangs that they come across. They have to just yeah. running away all the time. That is a cool, that is a really cool factor, John. You're right. Yeah, they're like, you don't, you, you don't sort of know it, but you kind of learn it as you go along that maybe there's kind of an underdog element there. Um, apart from the orphans who are like 
the really pathetic ones, right? <laughs> but they're recognised as being pathetic. Yeah, they're like, they want recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, we need some sort of thing that ties it all together. So what is the overriding story? The first one is they're running away trying to get back to Coney Island after they've falsely been accused of killing someone. What's your thoughts on I, the... I think we just keep it simple, like Joe said. Like, have it very, very, not plain, but, you know, like it's not really the plot that does the talking, it's the action, and it's, a, it's the set pieces that do the, the, do the talking. Yeah, so, so maybe something as simple as... Um... Uh, you know, like what, what one of what, what is the overriding gang called? The one that's the, 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 the big... rifts. The, the rifts are the big one. The rifts. Rifts. R i double f s. The rifts. All oh, right, they're the the Gramercy rifts, are they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the Gramercy rifts. Like, let's say one of them gets, uh, like you know, beaten up or kidnapped or is like you know damaged, right? And then somehow the warriors like stumble across him and have to get like have to protect him while the other like the rival gangs that want to take over control uh like you know main control are trying to kill him and they need to transport him like you know across the city or like get him back somewhere to the bronx. So they go, essentially they recreate the journey from coney island back to the bronx they have to protect him uh, like you know, a, 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 on a journey across the city. I was going to say geography should be a factor, right? Like, so maybe some for some reason something happens or lands or whatever in Coney Island in their in their um, what's the word in their territory. So that that's the random reason that the warriors have become the centre point of of something, you know? So but also you can undercut. There could be a nice story under the story, a reveal halfway through as to why, you know, the warriors may be protecting this guy, but there might be other reasons that they don't know about of why he's actually after being after by the other guy. Yeah, it's well. nice. There's a Gramercy riff that is on the run, that has information that is very important. Another gang, like, attack him, damage him badly. He escapes and tries to get away by escaping to um, Coney Island, where he falls under the sort of protection of the warriors who defend him and then and then come under massive fire of multiple gangs as they have to get him back to the rifts. I say that he's it could be your opening in fact that he's attacked and like damage and he escapes wounded um from from in, from Manhattan and happens to get at Un- and you start it off first shot Union Square 14th Street arrow going that way and he escapes just through the double doors bleeding on the subway that ends up in Coney Island. He passes, he passes out. So he so he so he so then your your opening titles is is after that pre credit sequence of a little nasty action sequence in Union Square is that sort of almost corpse travelling through the subway and and, and just the double doors open at the end of that title sequence and he lands in the warrior's lap. Yeah, as the as the warriors get on, it's glorious, beautiful, Absolutely. beautiful stuff. What's the motivation though for the warriors to help? I think we need the motivation because, like, we've established that they're not—they're not good people. They don't just do things for you know because it's a nice thing to do. So they get—they, I think, they—they they get him off, and they—they're—they're they're looking at you know this this guy that they know is a riff probably from the way he's dressed, um, and see that he's broken and stuff. Some of them say like, you know, fuck him, let's leave him to die. Maybe some of the gangs then invade, as in, like, you know, come into Coney Island territory. So actually, the warriors are just defending their turf um, mm. it, at, at first. But so much happens 
maybe the, the the leader of the now leader of the Warriors decides, you know, like this isn't going to stop. We need to we need to defend our turf by getting him, you know, out safely. It's already not simple enough, though, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? It's already we're getting we're getting bogged down. And no, we're not. All we got to do is get this guy back to the Bronx. It's or, that simple. Maybe it could that, just be he promises them loads of money or power or protection or something if he if if uh, if they get him across town safely. Well, I've got a reveal, and I don't know how you're going to feel about this. What about if the reveal is that he's an undercover cop? I like too that. complicated. I like that, but I don't. I don't. I don't. No, it's but- a halfway through reveal. On the face of it, right? Because let's face it: at the end of the first film, the riffs give kudos to the warriors. They basically, the leader goes up to him and says, "No, you're right on. You know, you guys." are the real deal. So if a riff falls out of there, they've already got a connection. There's no reason for them to fight each other because they, they're all, the riffs look at the warriors like, no, no, you are fucking cool. So if the guy says, I need your help getting back. Why not help him? I've got it. I've got it. Maybe he, he rocks up, you know, he's bleeding on the, on the platform. They're like, holy shit, he's a riff. Everyone's going to be coming for us. They're all going to think we've done this. Holy shit. But through the radio station, perhaps phone-ins, something like that. I don't know. Like the riffs know the li- back on Manhattan. They know he was last seen getting on that subway. So just at that moment, like, you know, in during the panic f- phone booth starts ringing, payphone starts ringing on the platform. Leader of the warriors swept down his brow, looks over, what the hell walks slowly over, picks it up. And it's the leader of the riff saying, you got, you know, get him back, get him back for us. And, you know, we'll put, you know, and then you're, then you're, you're we'll, big time. We'll, then you're, then you're the big time. Yeah, exactly. Nice. 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 That's great. It's simple. Uh, love that. Okay. So let's, let's start talking cast really. And I think with, if we're going to go with Netflix, are we going to include any big names here? It doesn't seem like the vehicle for it. Doesn't feel like a big name movie. Mm. I, I, and I, actually I was thinking about this as we went and I, I couldn't really see anyone stepping into that universe without any, any big names without like detracting from uh, being a distraction and, and detracting yeah. from that universe. The only person I thought would be quite welcome, weirdly, um, was Rami Malik. I thought would just, would just look, he would look right in, uh, you know, that warrior's uh, vest. <laughs> I think there's some actors, like there's good actors that, could, you know, like rather than stars, I'm going to say it again, a guy I've always liked, he was in the film called The Invitation, he's in a show called Quarry that got cancelled, Logan Marshall Green, he's fucking quality and he's been in a lot of series, he's good. Um, you know, I just think you'd have people who have been in stuff recently that are, you know, rather than movie stars, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What about Ricky Baker? I know he's cast him a lot, but he'd look good in that vest, wouldn't he? What I was thinking about, I know we've already, we've talked about it, um, and I know we're using it as a reference, but um, in Stranger Things, someone like Jonathan or Steve Harrington, you know, they've already got that hair, that look, it wouldn't be too, and they're already Netflix. Yeah. That'd be a nice sort of vehicle for that. That would be very Netflix-y, yeah, to, to use some of that same... Cast. But Daniel Kaluuya is he big time? He's too big time now. He's, isn't he? he's too big. He's too big. Yeah. he's too big. I just think keep it at that at that level, and it's a nice extension. Okay, so if cast isn't isn't the thing, and I think we've all got the handle on it. So director wise, where does this sit? Um, Who would you fancy for it? Just going back to cast briefly. Okay, we, go what, back what, to cast. We, we, just briefly, <laughs> we need a old retro seventies slash eighty star, such as you know Kurt Russell or Tom Selleck, in some sort of 
smaller role. Do you know what I mean? Like Tom maybe not. Selleck. Maybe not Tom Selleck. <laughs> Magnum PI. Tom but you know Tom what I mean. You need that. You need that retro casting in one place. Do you know Duval. what I mean? In what role? Well, like, not... Do you know what I mean? Like, Train, I subway, train driver a, or something? A police chief, a leader, you know, the leader of... Ooh, of that the could be nice. The, like leader, the, the leader of the riffs, maybe, I don't know, not Tom Selleck. But, but yeah, no one quite as big as that. Maybe, like, Eric Roberts. Is he still alive? That's Eric that's Roberts. exactly the kind of thing we're talking about, yes. James, you know, not James Woods, actually. Eric Roberts is better. <laughs> yeah, Eric Roberts feels like, yeah, yeah, sure. You can get away with that level, but you can't get away with... Well, um, you know you know who I'm thinking? Kurt like, Russell. Emilio Estevez. Steve Like, Gutenberg. Judgment Night. Do you know what I mean? Emilio Steve. Estevez. I mean, look, we haven't cast Emilio Estevez in any film, and we should revisit all of our previous films and see if we can get him in every one. <laughs> I like Estevez for yeah, this. Yeah, love that guy. From, um, start him off in the Warriors. Yeah, he'd be, yeah, yeah, he'd be very welcome in well, the Warriors. So just randomly, the lead, like we've gone back and everything, the leader of the Warriors is an old <laughs> Emilio Estevez. Is an old Emilio Estevez. All right, who's going to direct it? Talk director, hit me. What you got? Yeah, that's... Um, okay. That's a challenge, I think. That's challenging. Um, well, oh, look, um, I mean, we've said the Safdie Safti brothers, about, isn't it? But, uh, he's still about, isn't he? But he hasn't, I'm just looking now, he, he hasn't done anything for a very long time. No, he wasn't and able he to didn't keep working. really make like anything that good after this, did he? I mean, 48 hours? 40, yeah, right. So, Boy, Red ex- Heat. excellent, but for different reasons. Red um, Heat. Red oh, Heat, I'm, okay. I like Red Heat. Big fan. It's great film. Uh, last, but last man standing. Last man standing. Yeah, yeah that was I, quite, that, I quite like that. I was going to say that's his last film that I remember being released, basically. And I didn't know it was him at the yeah. time. I was too young, but I remember Last Man Standing coming out. Um, I always like the long. Was it the Long Riders as well? The Lone Riders, um, a good western. Me and my dad used to watch that. He did. Um, so yeah, he, he's made like a lot of films you've seen and enjoyed watching, but never, ne- never broke well, through to make a classic, no. right? No. Except, well, um, this, this, I guess, is his probably. best achievement. Probably. What, this, what the Warriors 2? Until he does the Warriors 2. His too. best um, achievement. He, he, must, look, he must be quite old now, um, as in, like, late 80s. He's uh, 80, <laughs> 80, uh, 79. I think it would go against the Netflix algorithm if they were going to do this and actually say, you know what, let's give it back to Walter Hill. I don't think that, I don't think that would happen. That would get I, the kids in. Yeah, I think I think it would be the Safdie brothers if you wanted to go really gritty on it, but they probably wouldn't touch it. We've already did, the, we got them to do the Taxi Driver sequel for us as well, didn't we? Um, Let's, what, what about the, um, what about the Duffer brothers? I, I mean, well, I know we're only going to like brothers here, but um, the, the Stranger <laughs> Things directors, creators, Duffer brothers, that's it. Yeah, funny, I mean, they, they would, they, they seem like they would, that would be a Netflix, like, you know, thing. It just feels a bit PG-13 there as well, doesn't it? Well, it is though, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah. it's kind of what it is. I was going to say, like, what what would it be that? if? And certainly if we're doing the whole Netflix angle, are they going to want a super hardcore 18, like, mad... No, I think, uh, they're, I think they're taking out some of the uh, knives to, you know, like, I don't think you're going to see like, knives going into people. Uh, I think they're taking out a lot of the, you know... Well, for obvious reasons, the sexual, uh, the, look the, the, the sexual, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, stuff. It's the um, look, isn't it? You're buying into a look. The story is almost secondary. You're buying into a world. Yeah, yeah I, Duffer, Duffer Brothers. Duffer uh, Brothers are oh, in. Oh, oh, right. What's it called? From the make, from the makers of Stranger Things. You can see it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's it called? 
The what? Just I think you just call it the Warriors. I... The Warriors from the makers of Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think you drop the the. And warriors you, and you go warriors okay yeah same yeah. font and everything it's just you know drop with the i like Love that it. i like that and Love i can, it. See, I can right. see them doing it so much there yeah. we go well i can see one of you three doing the pitch but you know al i don't think it could be you because pretty much the whole thing has been a, a great al pitch nice sound effects by the way so i'm looking at a joe or john and joe uh, joe i think this is your vehicle mate i think this one you've got this have i <laughs> 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 all right um i think it's an owl one i want to do it you've 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 created a lot of the sequences already i think it's go on i'll take it home okay so from netflix logo slam cut to uh into shot of union wait, wait can we do a diagonal wipe because the whole film was diagonal wipes isn't it not doing absolutely not <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking i'm joking okay diagonal wipe in no in fact no i want it to be a hard cut in from the logo it's hard just hard cut in we're in union square deserted late night station we can see the signs 14th street arrow pointing one way and suddenly and we're in and suddenly it goes from static shot to frantic chase and there's a guy on the fucking run and he's one of the riffs we might recognise him as one of the riffs but he looks the part instantly we're in you know 1970s New York sunglasses leather there's a big fucking gang after him is it the dungarees guys with the roller skates I'm going to make it the baseball bat guys um, so they're fucking and he's running and it's a fucking frantic chase through the tunnels of the station and they get him on the platform and they batter him with the baseball bats and he's like doo, 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 doo. and you know they're beating the shit out of him and he manages to fight him off because he's a fucking cool guy and just at the last minute whoosh, the, always one of the greatest escapes in any movie the subway doors closing because then they can look through the window and say, fuck you, man, <laughs> you ain't getting me. So any, anyway, but this time he's so fucked. He just sort of collapses and he gets away and he's bleeding and he starts getting on the subway and it's suddenly, and the music kicks in. Same music. Netflix presents. Yeah. And it's just a journey through New York on the subway, like the original, but this time we come out and we end up on Coney Island and the doors, just as the credits end, the doors open and the, guess who's there? The Warriors just hanging out on the platform. And there they are, our heroes in the leather, in the little leather uh, waistcoats. And this guy, and they see this guy, they drag him out and they're like, oh my God, he's a riff. Everyone's going to be afterwards. Holy shit, holy shit. Through that, we've also used the radio station Word on the street is one of the riffs got taken out by the baseball guys in Union Square. It's like, it's like who's going to find him? Wait, last scene going on, blah, 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 train. So the head of the riffs, no, head of the riffs played by Emilio Estevez or Tom Selleck <laughs> or Steve Guttenberg <laughs> or Ted Danson or any of the cast of uh, Three Men and a Baby. Um, and, um, and they know that he's going to have ended up in Coney Island in the territory. So then just as they're sort of frantically trying to sort of make sure he's all right and are worried that the riffs are going to come after him, payphone starts ringing. I think speed. You remember when the bus blows up in speed and he just gradually starts hearing the payphone and Keanu Reeves just turns around really slowly and walks towards it. Just camera zooming in on that payphone, picks it up and it's an offer from the riffs. You get our boy back to 
where shall we go, guys? Bronx. The, the top of the Empire State Building <laughs> by mid by midnight tomorrow, or something like that. By signal, getting up to the top of the Empire State Building um, to meet the Rift Chopper that's going to pick him up um, at uh, by six a.m. And you've hit the big time. You're in the top five, and we'll we'll owe you one. The Warriors take it on, and. The adventure begins. Nice. Well done, Al. Lovely. There we go. Well lovely, 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 lovely. Well, Warriors is a Netflix smash hit. Hit of the summer. The one that everyone wants to see. Do they? Do you? What would you have done? As ever, guys, leave us your thoughts, leave us your comments. Uh, we love how many are around, and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, guys. <laughs>